The Tag Team Podcast is now on Alexa via the Inipod app. To use just say, Alexa, open Inipod. Inipod, at your service. Ask me to play a podcast. Play the Tag Team Podcast. Now playing the Tag Team Podcast. You're listening to the Tag Team Podcast. The podcast that is a WWE Network companion. Currently covering 1985 WWF Tuesday Night Titans. And now here are your Tag Team Podcast hosts, Jeff Jones and John Burke. Greetings, I'm John Burke. And it's about time. I'm Jeff Jones. Question for you, Jeff. Shall we play a game? Want play a game? Um, yeah, let's play a game. I'm interested. I call it get to know your audience or your downloaders. So we have 411 downloads at the time of this podcast. Yay. Party at 500. Yeah. For this section, we're just going to do the last three months, even though we've been on hiatus for, I don't know, about two months. It's not totally accurate, but besides the United States, which is the majority of our listeners, apparently, what do you think out of these three are the top for our downloading audience. Number one, Haiti. Number two, Australia. Or number three, Germany. Um, Haiti, Australia, or Germany. I'm going to go with Australia. Sorry. Oops. That's what I meant. So you got two left. Germany or Haiti? Haiti. They are in the following order. Germany, 11%. Australia, 8%. And Haiti, 2%. I'm not sure how we got anybody in Haiti, but I have sent out some stuff before to Australia because they were big into wrestling in the day. And Germany is kind of big every once in a while. Friends telling friends. Yeah, exactly. Tell your family that's over in Haiti. Download, download, download. That's what they did. There you go. That's what I'm thinking. They just kept telling, which is good. Yes. I love to hear a different perspective. You know, I think if we can get like a thousand downloads an episode, we should do a live Q&A with our downloadians. I agree. Make it happen, people. Go to 1400 after our next release. We'll do a Q&A live. YouTube, I guess. Oh, of course. Let's see. Platform distribution. Last three months. Want to rank them or are you just like choosing the top overall? Platform. So that's tablet, PC, or... Think operating systems. Oper- oh, okay. iOS. <laughs> so we have iOS, we have Mac for the iTunes, and then we have Android, of course, have Windows, and then we may have a small Linux distribution. So first, I want to go with Android being the first in the top. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. <laughs> so second, the iOS is, is the top. It's iOS. Really? Yep. All right. And then second has to be Android. <laughs> Android users, you're killing me. <laughs> it's a close margin, at least. Windows. Mac? Well, that'd be iOS. That's our top, so. Oh, okay. Second. Second. Second would be operating systems. So it's not Android, obviously. So it's not Windows. But there's really only one left at this point. Oh, Android's the only one left? No, you've already said Android. You've already said Windows. Oh, so Linux. 9%. 11% Mac. Would you like to guess what's third? Well, it's is there. Android. 
Remember, Macs first, Linux second. Must be Windows next, right? For extra bonus, they separated Windows into the two popular OSs. So would you like to guess which one's over which? Oh, okay. So it's not just a vague. It's actually Windows 10 or Windows 7 kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's some analysis right there. Yeah, man. Pay for this. So probably Windows 10. You're not good at this game. <laughs> I'm not. Horrible. <laughs> it ain't Windows 98, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think that would register. Probably just fall under okay. other. They did that, I guess. I don't know. I guess seven then. And what do you think's fourth? I'm afraid. <laughs> That's what's waiting on me. Let's go to Windows 10 then, I guess. We'll give it to you. Android and Windows 10 are both tied at 5%, and Windows 7 has 8%. Huh. We will wrap with that. Got some other categories over here for the website, but we'll do those another time. Bosley here again with Mr. T to promote once again the Tag Team Pod Shop. They have shirts that are high quality and lightweight. They wear less than the change around my neck. That is right, Mr. T. Indeed, they do. Hey, man, how long are we going to listen to this jive? We can we get something to eat. Hold on, Mr. T. I just need to tell our listeners for each of the shirts sold. This podcast makes $4 that goes to help fund the cost of the bandwidth and hosting of the Tag Team Podcast. Enough of this jibber jabber. This time, we're going to do it my Way. Stop procrastinating, fool. I want you to buy clothes for the less fortunate people in the community. Let me give them the website, Mr. T. Dig it, all right, all right. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash the tag team pod shop. Just call me up, you know, I make home visits. Mr. T's pretty handy with computers. Ah, yeah, um, thank you, Mr. T. I told you, Mr. T, bring the heat. I'll bring the heat. Ha ha, then I brought it, didn't I? That you did, Mr. T. Say hello to your mother for me. Nobody mess with my mama. I pity the fool talk about my mama. I pity the fool talk about their mama. John, let's do some recap. Previously on the Tag Team Podcast. Previously, Friday Night Titans, March 8th of 1985. We have Vince McMahon, Lord Alfred Hayes to open the show. Next, we have Roddy Piper, Cowboy, Bob Orton, Paul Orndorff to join the set. And Cowboy does have the cast officially. They talk about how they're going to do the brawl with Hogan and with Mr. T. And that Cindy belongs in the kitchen. Next up, we have JYD joining the set. Stated that he pretty much started at the bottom and he worked his way up to the top which we found out that he said this already previously whenever he was doing cooking with Vince and Lord Alfred Hayes. We cut to a match with JYD versus Rusty Brooks, and he wins with a pinfall. And though there was no headbutting in this episode. Next up, we have footage with Hulk Hogan training Mr. T for WrestleMania. It was another wonderful Hulk training session. Next, we have Roddy Roddy Piper, Mr. Wonderful, and Vince McMahon and Lord Alfred Hayes going out to what seems like to be the Tales of the Crypt movie set to have one of the fortune tellers try to predict the end of their match to see who's going to win. Have to tune in to see if she knew. Next up, we have the fabulous Moolah and Leilani Kai join the TNT set talking about her match and how she got the belt. And next up, we have the match that shows Kai winning the match and getting the belt from Wendy Richter. And we have our awesome trivia contest that Lord Alfred Hayes fills us in about. And that was episode 25, the Friday Night Titans. That moves us on to episode 26, March 15th, 1985. Not on tube as of this recording that I could find anywhere or Daily Motion. Did you happen to find something I didn't? I did not. Uh, you're spot on for that. 
So, sorry folks, no network, you won't get to watch this one unless it gets put up after our episode. Recapping the 26th episode of Tuesday Night Titans, Friday Night Titans, March 15th, 1985. First out, Vincent McMahon and Lord Alfred Hayes open the show. Let's just say they didn't waste no time getting to bringing out the guests. Oh, we got big guests. Time to get them out there so we can watch reruns. They bring out Bobby Heaton, Mr. Kim Batera, Big John Stud, once again out there, the Three Musketeers, as they were dubbed last time they were out there. They talk a little bit of their Andre-ness. We have Mr. Big John Stud come out with a bag full of goodies for show and tell, I guess you could say. He comes out there with a, a bag full of Andre hair and some wads of cash, as they'll allude to. Yeah, that was an odd thing to come out with a bag full of hair. I had to rewind to make sure that's what that was. <laughs> That was kind of strange. Oh my gosh, he brought pot. Yeah, they show a little bit of it. He asks McMahon to, to guess whose it is, and Mr. McMahon guesses that it's Andre's. He's very good at that game. Yes, I'm concerned about the raping of a giant. <laughs> Dignity. <laughs> That's how it started. Heenan comes out, asked how he feels, and Heenan says he feels comfortable financially, spiritually, and everything goes along with it. I feel as comfortable being between Batera and Stud and that's when Stud brings out the wad for the challenge and gets Vince to guess about Andre's hair. Fifteen thousand, I believe. Yep. The bag of goodies. That's what he's claiming that he had. I guess he did. I couldn't really make it out too well exactly what the domination of Bill was and particularly how many. However, I did get a nice screen capture and we will be putting that on the website for all to count and try to guess if it's actually what it says it is or not. Looks pretty legit. Yeah, possibly so. Unless it's fake Hollywood money. That looks almost like the real thing. You mean counterfeit money? No, fake Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said. So is it me or does Big John Stud don't seem like he was a very smart, intellectual person? Some of the expressions on his face, especially on that episode and the way he talked. Am I the only one that catches that? I'm sure you're probably accurate. He's not a very charismatic man. He just got a style that he does. It's the brawler, beat him up, big guy style that he wrestles. So Lord Alfred Hayes is having stumbling problems. Yeah, for sure. And Bobby Heenan had one of his own. I love Bobby, but (laughs) when you mess up, I will be there to play the clips the first time in the history of professional wrestling this wrestling mania is bigger than the super bowl it's bigger than the world series it's the biggest thing that's ever happened in professional wrestling and we're part of it can't wait to watch wrestling mania oh yeah had seen that one it's great yeah it was a kind of a stumble episode i think alfred hayes kind of kicked that off yeah there was many a stumbles on here so unfortunately our first match that they go to they go to the rerun that we've seen at least three times now i believe what the counts up to of big john stud kim batera versus andre the giant and and everyone's favorite SD Jones. So, you got anything new on that? I think at least with this, it actually started at the beginning of the match. All the other videos that I had seen anyway, it was just the ending, or it was like partially in the middle. But I did love how SD starts out. He's like, I got this. And you know, we both know he doesn't have this at all. <laughs> Yeah, for sure not. Um, but he started out pretty good, and then he tagged in Andre to work on Kim Pater's arm, and then he jumped right right back in. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And I noticed toward the end, it's Hillbilly Jim out there hollering at 
the brain. I've seen that. Kind of pointing fingers and then walking back. HBJ and the hissy. Mm-hmm. And we noticed toward the end there, before Bobby Heaton got up on the apron right before they DQ'd, Kempater happened to knock SD Jones off the apron in the front row, and he never come back. Maybe he's chatting it up with HBJ. I was thinking they were chowing on some popcorn. That was my guess. Hey, man, you want to be my tag team partner? <laughs> this guy's going to lose. <laughs> Write it down. This is the first time I didn't lose a match. So they go back to the set. John Studd, unlike myself, can't get enough of this rerun and wants Vince to show it again. Thankfully, he doesn't. Heenan's laughing. Vince says they failed to take the dignity of Andre the Giant and they have made him train like he's never trained before because of it. Then we go to the famous barber clip with Abraham Wolverine Lincoln. I've only seen this about three times, I think, as well. One being the time it actually happened. On the list in here when I was kind of reading through, I don't know. I guess he was hoping for a Bobby the Brain haircut and he got a big stud McDonald's value meal. Yeah, I don't think he was loving it whatsoever. No, definitely not. I wouldn't either. I felt bad for the guy. Two people that didn't. Back on set, Heenan and Pintera laughing at the clip, stud smiling while he thumbs through his $15,000. Tara said they saved his life. They got rid of fleas and lice and all kinds of critters that he had in there. Heenan says now he's out. Out with the hottest ladies in the world. Have you seen the guy since? No, as a matter of well, fact. Well, he's probably out dating some of the most beautiful women in the world now. No, now that I, I got him looking so. decent. So, thank you, Bobby Heen. Though me and Jeff have heard him since with Squeaky Door. Very true. Very, very true. But other than that, I'm sure he's doing fine. Yeah, if not, there's probably a lawsuit and then all that good stuff. Seems to be the theme for this season of Tuesday Night Titans. Lawsuits <laughs> to future to come. Maybe not. Maybe. Well, they survived because we know the future, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Some hush money and everybody's good to go. There we go. So next they have our first original clip. Ooh. Heenan Pateras Dud on Piper's Pit. Because apparently, unbeknownst to us on Friday Night Titans World, there's been some controversy that maybe Bobby the Brain Heenan isn't bringing the 15K to the ring every time for the Big John Slammy Challenge. So Piper wants to get to the bottom of it. And first time in a while that we see a heel kind of go a little face a little bit during a interview or promo or vignette. Piper's promising everyone out on Piper's pit land that Heenan will bring the 15k every night out to the ring and Heenan's baffled and tries to say there's a reason why we don't bring it out and then they kind of just fade the clip so we don't get to hear the actual reason we don't want to be mugged every time we go to an arena yeah exactly (laughs) Or have her life threatened. <laughs> That's probably the reason. Probably so. Just saying. <laughs> That'd be my guess. But yes, are you referring to Piper doing a heel face turn on that? Yeah, instigator turn there. Which I guess he sort of is an instigator in a way, but it was kind of a face instigation. Like, hey, why don't you always bring the money out? I would call that Piper being Piper poking the bear. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was genius. Especially when he said it. And then Bobby's reaction to, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. They go back on set. Heenan guarantees again that Stud will win and Andre will not slam the Stud at Wrestling Mania as Heenan has done dubbed this. Follow us on social media. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the tag team podcast. On Twitter, at tag team. On Google Plus, tag team podcast. Or email us. 
at the tag team podcast at gmail.com. Or on the tagline leave us a voicemail. 6016544 tag that's 6016544824. Next up we have Mean Gene on location to scout Hogan and Mr. T training again. Mean Gene on the scene. This time we get to see T punching some sparring partners. Literally, folks. Yeah, he hit him so hard in his glove pad that his glove pad hit his face and knocked himself out. That's what I saw, at least. Yes, and Hulk talks about having to personally uh, hire trainers due to the fact that Mr. T keeps knocking everybody out, and I believe that was number 11 this week. You're correct. Oh, shit. (laughs) Getting better. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's what he was saying. He said it a couple times. I think that's the only reason I remembered it. 11 trainers, brother. It was 11 trainers, brother. So I was like, oh, it must be 11. It must be relevant. Yeah, and then they go back on set. Lord Alfred Hayes mentions it as well. He finds that they went through 11 people already. So hilarious. And then we get Vince's oops of the night, and I can't make out what all he says. We're going to be following that in uh, in weeks to come, a special training uh, sessions with, the, uh, with actually all of them. And by the way, we're going to have with us when we return the former ladies champion Wendy Richter with the women return he was excited for Wendy Richter yeah I think so forget that let's forget the women (laughs) I'm sure he's happy compared to the last episode so exactly so when they come back they bring out the women the ladies Wendy Richter comes out, talks about her title loss, says it's round two, and how Moolah went after Cindy, who wasn't even a wrestler, and round one wasn't fair. How about her makeup? 80s. That's all I can say. Cindy Lauper's been getting hold of her. Yeah. <laughs> She's going for that Cindy look. Like, whoa. Or Jim and the Holograms. Remind me of a uh, Way back in the day. Definitely uh, 80s style for sure. We go to a promo. Wendy and Cindy giving some wrestling mania hype. Talking some trash. Basically saying uh, how they're going to beat up and get Wendy's belt back and all that good stuff. Did you take anything else away from that? I did actually. Moolah couldn't sell dog food if she printed her face on the cans. I did hear that. True story. Yeah. And pretty much, long story short, that it takes two to actually beat Wendy and she's got more potential than both put together so she's ready and she's willing and she's training and Cindy's vocals were obviously just fine because after Moolah choked her two ways to Sunday she was able to interview and the same squeaky non-audible voice was back that we've all grown to love sure Back on set, Warmula trashing and wrestling mania hype. And then they go off to another break and we get... We're going to skip the fortune teller scene. We're not going to skip it. Go ahead. Okay. Take it away. Goes to the fortune teller. Sarah the soothsayer. Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, Ace, Vince McMahon. <laughs> My notes were, oh boy, back to tales from the crypt. <laughs> we did see that there was shoulders being pinned to the mat and we don't know whose shoulders and the visions go away yes good old and the winner's gonna be oh i can't see the spirits won't show me anything so we don't have much to report on that unfortunately still don't know who. well we do know but we don't know yes the power of future 
Next up, they bring out Freddy Blassie and his tag team duo of Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, and they join the set with no rug this time. I think David Schultz took it home with him because it was in his gun room, and it's his now. No carpet ride for him. No. I was wondering where the rug was when they come out. I think David sold it for beer money. I'm sure he took it along with his guns. I'm taking these. <laughs> this is mine now. So they come out. They do a little bit of talking. We have, right off the bat, Vince dissing Freddie Blassie. No respect. Freddie Blassie, have you ever managed tag team champions before? You're going to start the same thing like you did before. You kept saying, you never managed a world title holder. You never managed a world. Now you're on with tag teams. The man won the world title, and I'm going to have the world tag team champions. Lou Albano has managed, I think it's 15. I could care less about that fat puss cut Lou Albano. Mr. Blassie. That's right. We're on television. He's a, I don't care. <laughs> You can't say fat plus on television. What the heck, man? Whoa, Yeah, watch your language. That guy's the MS sponsor, spokesperson, raised millions of dollars. You can't talk about him like that. Oh, man, I don't know what he was thinking. Pinky ring or not, we don't need that kind of Mm -mm. talent on our classy show here. Definitely not. Especially from unclassy blasting. He was very unclassy in the match. Yes. Speaking of which, it was Sheik and Koloff versus U.S. Express which they still haven't called him that yet, but someday. Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham. They did have music. Yeah, they did. It wasn't copyrighted, so they could play it. <laughs> I was very surprised. On commentating, we were treated to Vint and Bruno San Martino. Bruno seems to be learning from Mean Gene and his commentary talk, because right off the bat, Cheek and Volkoff jump on Mr. Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo, and he says, Pearl Harbor him. He's on a roll. I always want one. Nikolai is always so happy. I think he's just proud of his heritage, and once he sings that national anthem, it just pumps him up, and he's ready to go. It's on top of the world. It must be. It always seems like that. Always seem happy. Even when singing, people's throwing popcorn bottles and everything else at him. I believe in this one, since it was our first live match, there was a sighting as well of Hillbilly Jim, but it was from behind, so they're trying to hide him. But I can see that hat and those overalls. You ain't hide nobody. Like a Sasquatch. I found you, Hillbilly. You, Hillbilly. You. So we talked off air about this great little gift that we captured it'll be on facebook look for it i don't have the time stamped but you will notice iron chic was in the match and he was about to get an atomic drop from mr barry windham and he doesn't feel atomic drops apparently because he just lands on his feet and goes over and tags Nikolai Volkov and does no selling whatsoever of the move that he just encountered. Wrestling 101 in Iron Sheik. Yeah, he did not care at all. No. He was just ready to get out of the ring. Oh, did you notice? I'll have to get a time for this. I meant to. Once Barry Windham was making his comeback and he was beating on the Sheik, he actually pushed the Sheik into the ropes and gave him the next spot. He actually whispered in his ear the next spot. And when he threw him into the ropes, the Sheik latched onto the ropes and he, course, did his drop kick. He just landed flat on his face. No, I didn't hear it. But judging by the Sheik's great moves that he was selling in this match, that, that did probably go down. Look, either he's said something to him or he was kissing on his ear i don't know which <laughs> all right probably said thanks for not selling that atomic job <laughs> it was one or the other but all of a sudden the match changed 
photo. It's coincidental, I guess. I was pretty sure he was giving him the next spot. He's notorious for not speaking or understanding English. Thank you very much, Jinmin and Chalachan and Marichan. Unfortunately, this match ends in a disqualification as Volkov attacks the ref. What's wrong with him? Silly Volkov. That's not how we do things in America. He cra- crash tackled the referee. <laughs> you missed him. <laughs> Your partner's the other guy. So that was a very interesting way to end the match. Yes, they needed a way to make both teams look strong, so let's just enter in a DQ. That way, when they meet, it won't look as bad. Yes. Back on set, Blassie's there, saying a lot of people are going to be disappointed with when his team wins. Then they go to Iron Sheik. He says that him and Volkov have better backgrounds in wrestling than their tag team opponents that they'll be facing. And then it ends with Volkov saying he works hard, Seven and eight hours a day, and he should be a better champion athlete than American athletes because of that. And then it breaks into a weird, I don't know how to describe it, hitting session. They start stripping off clothes and hitting each other, and I guess Roid Rage takes over from there. I thought something happened. Was it in the middle of them talking, the sheet just jumps up real quick, takes his sheet I guess off, you want to call it? <laughs> sheet takes his sheet off and starts, <laughs> starts yelling, take your shirt off, take your shirt off. I'm like, oh, I'm going to pause from here. <laughs> Some listeners may find the following clip disturbing. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, <laughs> slow down there. Yeah. The cameras are still on. I know what he was doing. Yeah. Lights didn't go down yet, Sheik, hold on. <laughs> but I didn't know what was going to happen. I cautiously <laughs> moved forward, and luckily they were just beating each other for no reason. I don't understand why, but yes. They were indeed. So, do we want to do question two, or do we want to do answer for question one, and then do question two? I guess we can answer question one. Okay, so let's revisit question one. Previously on the Tag Team Podcast. The question for the first one is, what prominent wrestler sampled a hot dog on TNT? And I think you got this one, Jeff, so I will let you answer. Prominent wrestler sampled a hot dog. I ain't no good at these games. (laughs) Come on, man. We covered this. I'm aware. <laughs> but when I heard the question, I was thinking about it. Prominent wrestler sampled a hot dog. Who had hot dogs? I'm trying to think. You like to go to a lifeline? No, no, no. I don't like the buzzer. <laughs> um, you know, in my mind. Sorry, I was just getting ready. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All testing. <laughs> yeah. It works. You're ready. You're going to need it again. Because I was thinking the whole time when I heard that, that it was JYD, but he had the barbecue and the ribs. He did. Right? Yeah. That's correct. So It's not the question, but yes. <laughs> that's, that's my mind thought. <laughs> Who had hot dogs? Like to pull the audience. Yes, pull the audience. <laughs> you're listening. Scream. <laughs> You know the answer. I just don't remember who. All the tagline. Leave it there. Oh, wait. It's fine. <laughs> yes. No problem. Panic. That was Mexican food. And... Would you like a hint? I'm going to go with Boatman. <laughs> All right. Dick Murdoch. Never going to win that prize now, man. No. Nope. I'm going to get 100 t-shirts. They didn't send me back my damn postcard that I sent them the first time. It was Dick Murdoch when he was out there in Adrian's Neck of the Woods. He ordered a That's hot dog. Right. Yep. He wanted chili on it. The guy didn't have chili, so he just had to settle for mustard. But he ate it anyway. Yep. This brings us to question number two. Alfred? This week's question. 
Question number two. What 50s and 60s wrestler was the subject of a film made by the star of a TV series? Good luck with that one, folks. Tune in next week to see if Jeff can go two for two. Yeah, oh for two. Two for two on the wrong answer. Oh, yeah. I won't let you do <laughs> Work out, on you. I promise. So, comparing this episode to prior episodes, did you happen to notice anything different besides the slips by everyone that seemed to be contagious? The Hillbilly Jim appearances. And I think, to see, no bleeding. So it was much better. And a lot of repeats. Yes. And uh, one thing that I noticed was we had a pandemonium count of one. Pandemonium! Vince gave it this time in the match with Nikolai and U.S. Express. It was pandemonium. Yes, deserves another one. Pandemonium! Rest in peace, Grillo. Do you have some historical facts for us? Oh, indeed. We begin classic historical figures you'll remember way more clearly than whatever you were taught in history class. Breakdown of big events that shaped pop culture. 1985 is one of the most important years... This day in history, it was Friday, not Tuesday, under the sign of Pisces. So we got Ronald Reagan rocking the Republican House. We have Cyril Farad. He is a French television presenter. And we had Keelan Lit Lutz. He is a, an American actor. Those who know who he is, I apologize for the enunciation. Never heard of him. Makes two of us. <laughs> also, in that special week of March, people are listening to Can't Fight This Feeling by REO Speedwagon. I have that on my list of when I'm sad music. And in the UK, they had You Spin Me Around Like a Record by DOA, Dead of Alive. It was in the top five hits. And also, if you played video games back then, you were playing International Karate or Peter Packrat. Also, Larry Holmes TKO David Bay in 10 rounds for the heavyweight boxing title. And the first internet domain is registered symbolics.com i've never heard of either one of those games is that supposed to be for commodore or something that was for oh you're gonna make me dig international karate it was the c64 commodore ah correct answer it was just a total guess on my part though i had no clue i just had to figure it out to be something i didn't have which was a lot of things but popular and didn't have would be commodore 64 it was game but it was not an adventurous game it was just pretty much you and the opponent doing karate stuff and a one-on-one match and that's it no storyline really no simpler times we're easily amused Yes. Yeah. Well, there wasn't nothing else, so that's groundbreaking back in the day. I'm just glad we got a new song. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah. Um, gotta love that song. Although, Dope did a better version of it, if a little musical fact there. Well, we had one this week with my Sleether. So. Sleether? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, reviewing for 85 standards, we've noticed the format, of course, is a lot shorter, and this was no exception. They busted right out with the guest. We really only had one match that we hadn't already seen some portion of, and we had a bunch of clips that they've showed before as well yeah it's going to be very well we've seen that already until <laughs> wrestlemania i believe yep although there's some people on the cards that i would like try to follow up and find some of their storylines good jeff going the extra mile i said i was gonna do it i sounded like that. <laughs> maybe when we do our wrestlemania we can try to find some storylines to the unknown oh man we're gonna have a wrestlemania size podcast three hours folks three hours i'll just be a quick he did that he did that and he smacked him in the parking lot now they're angry <laughs> 
Yeah, there was some on there that I had seen and like, wait a minute, I don't remember seeing that on Teen Titans. What happened? Yeah, we miss a lot by only watching this one show, but they only had like three and two of them have been around. The one just started, so you'd think they'd cover it all. Nope. Not even close. So, on the next TNT episode 27, we're going to have the rebuttal from Andre the Giant. We're going to have Greg Valentine and the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart's going to be on the show. Can't wait. I don't want to wait. Oh, the listeners are going to have to wait, so sorry, folks. No, we're good. I'm sorry. We'll be back. Yes, we will be back. Unless travesty happens, earthquakes, we don't pay the bills because no one's donating to our cause or something of that nature. What do you want? You keep touching my leg. And with that, thank you for downloading the Tag Team Podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your family's friends, tell your friends of your family to download, download, download. Thank you for listening to the Tag Team Podcast. Join Jeff and John next week as they continue to break down WWF Tuesday Night Titans. Come to me, spirits. Come, come. Hey, I think they're here. God. <laughs> <laughs>